big dummy, you big dummy. bonus episode in my stupid world. I'm Eric Lane, and uh, yeah, if you are really addicted to these uh, stupid stories, then that's why you're getting the bonus episode, because you have subscribed. And uh, by the way, go ahead, and if you are just uh, dropping by, hit that subscribe button so you can stay in my stupid world. You know, I'll tell you what's been really stupid has been um, the whole goings on with the royal family. I mean, not that I'm that obsessed with it, but let's just say I'm, I'm glad to know that um, I don't have the only dysfunctional family. Uh, and it's good to know that the royals are just as uh, plagued as uh, family drama as the commoners. <clears throat> yeah. But, oh, by the way, um, any of the stories that I'm talking about here in my stupid world are strictly for entertainment purposes. I'm not endorsing them. I'm not uh, necessarily agreeing with them. And some of them, well, are just a little out there. And, and trust me, none of the things here would I ever do. But the purpose, of course, is to... Um, make you feel smarter, because the more you listen to the stupidity of others, well, you begin to think, I'm really not as stupid as I thought I was. And I may not have all the money of the royal family, but, you know, at least we speak to each other, which is kind of not what they're doing right now. Actually, Prince Harry met with his uh, father and brother after the funeral of uh, Prince Philip, but... Charles and William insisted they meet with him together, but neither wanted a one-on-one -on -one with Harry. Why? They don't trust him. They wanted to be each other's witnesses, you see, in case um, Harry's camp tried to twist their words later on. I wouldn't know anything about that. There's no word if any fences were mended, though, but another source says that Harry wrote a deeply personal letter to his father before arriving in London, because Charles had cut off all communication with him. And in his letter, Harry explained his reasons for leaving and promised to respect the monarchy. So assuring to know peasants like me aren't the only ones with the family drama. I don't know, maybe they should just kidnap him. You know, just say, we're bringing you back home, kid. I don't think that would work. Actually, you've, you've been in those situations, you know, when your kids think they can prank mom and dad by calling for help because they've been kidnapped. You know, whenever the parents say, wait in the car, I'm just going to run into the store and be right back, and the kid throws a sign on the back of the car window. <laughs> well, I don't know, I think this guy probably understands how good people can actually be in situations like that. There's this 19-year-old dude named Vincent Orego, or Ogaro. Yeah, Vincent Ogaro. He's in College Station, Texas. And a few months ago, well, he was out at a restaurant, and he writes on the receipt, I need help. I got kidnapped on the receipt. Yeah, yeah. You believe that? Oh, well, and the, re the restaurant actually called the cops to report it. 
Yeah, they went out on a quick manhunt to find Vincent. And after about an hour, they found him at a party. And he tells the cops, oh, it was just a prank. Well, his arrest wasn't a prank. And the charge of filing a false report wasn't a prank. What? You, you just, look, you're supposed to leave your tip on the receipt. But now that jail time is on the table, I think, um, I have a feeling old Vincent might be getting the tip in a different way. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down. They say everything is bigger in Texas. But whatever you do, don't include this guy's brain in that statement. Well, I don't know. This, I'm afraid, is what it's come to as far as trying to get people to go to work for you. I mean, you know, um, restaurants all over the country are having staffing issue problems. Okay. One fast food franchise, though, he owns a McDonald's in Florida, has found a new way of enticing people to come in for interviews. Blake Casper is his name. He has this McDonald's restaurant in Tampa, Florida. It says that, well, one of his restaurants is actually offering 50 bucks to anybody who will come in and sit for an interview. I'll give you 50 bucks, please. According to him, the general manager and the supervisor of the location actually came up with this cock and bull idea. Restaurants are reportedly facing worker shortages, you know, as businesses are starting to reopen after all the lockdowns. And a lot of fear is out there of just working in jobs with the general public. So they're just a little timid, I guess. And also, as many still collect these enhanced unemployment benefits, I don't think they want to go to work for McDonald's anymore. Surprisingly, though, here's the thing that just blew my mind. I mean, if you think it's bad enough, the guy's actually paying people to just sit for an interview without the promise of even getting hired. Would you believe the $50 offer reportedly hasn't even attracted that many applicants? What are you doing? Holding out for a better offer? Casper adds that other hiring efforts have actually worked pretty well, like you know, hiring bonuses or raising starting wages to attract more workers. How long do you think that's going to last though? Huh? That can only last for so long, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, I mean, really, the, the, if you ever got a degree in college in working in HR, that's definitely not in any of the textbooks. Well, this might be one of the worst possible T-shirts anybody could be wearing if you're going to get arrested. Not that anybody dresses for the occasion. There's a 34-year-old guy named Clifford Torres Malandado. Maldon, Maldonado. Yes, Clifford Torres Maldonado. He's in Bismarck, North Dakota. Now, a while back, Clifford uh, was pulled over. The cops find a small bag of meth in his car. But recently, though, uh, Clifford skipped a court appearance. So they put out a warrant for him. So the cops tracked down Clifford. And, uh, yeah, he was wearing a T-shirt, appropriately named on it, Pinocchio. Yeah, and the shirt says, it wasn't me. Uh, by the way, Pinocchio's nose on the shirt is supposed to look like it's growing as he says that. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's pretty hard to get the cops to trust you when you're wearing that. So Clifford was arrested. No lie. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, okay, so much for that. Well, you've probably seen this story also. This, this, this is just unbelievably stupid, okay? Uh, there was a, um, I guess they should probably start putting turtle crossings on the Florida highways. A turtle comes crashing through the windshield of a car along a Florida highway and strikes a 71-year-old woman in the head. But, but both the woman and the turtle are expected to be okay. The Port Orange Police Department says the woman called 911 to report she'd been driving along I-95 and an object comes crashing through her windshield and struck her passenger, her 71-year-old mother in the head. The driver who stopped to help during the 911 call identified the object that came through the glass as a turtle. The 911 caller's mother was taken to Halifax Health Medical Center in Daytona Beach where doctors determined a cut above her eye was really not that serious of an injury, so they got her stitched up and she's expected to make a full recovery. A police spokesperson said that the, the firefighters discovered the turtle was actually alive and apparently free of any serious injuries, uh, maybe a scratch mark or two on its shell. Apparently the turtle made out better than the woman did. Never thought you had to put a hard hat on if you're going to have to go driving in the car. Put that there with uh, the mask as well, you know. Put on the hard hat and the mask and you'll be safe in Florida. Fleming said firefighters released the turtle into the nearby woods. I'm sure he was still a little dazed and confused after that. The driver of the vehicle said she didn't even see the turtle until it was actually flying through the air and falling toward her windshield. Police said the animal might have been actually thrown into the air by a nearby vehicle. What do you, how do you, how does that happen? I don't, anyway, the turtle survived with a scratch, I guess, because the turtle was protected by, um, you ready? Turtle wax? <laughs> okay, that story's just nutty enough to be featured in a farmer's insurance commercial, you know? Goes into the museum with all the other weird ones. I don't know. Well, this is uh, another instance where, I don't know, I don't know if people are ever going to learn from others' stupidity. This is the purpose of this podcast, folks. You listen to these stories and you learn how not to be stupid. But no, no such luck in New Hampshire where police in Kingston got a bunch of 911 calls here a while back after being completely terrified when these homeowners heard this ginormous, loud explosion. They responded to the Torromeo Quarry, where they found a family had said that, well, it was just a gender reveal party with 80 pounds of Tannerite explosives, which, by the way, sold over the counter for the use of firearms practice. The explosives were set off with Blue chalk to announce a baby boy. Well, that's what you call coming into the world with a bang. Actually, the shock waves from the blast were so strong that a local's doorbell camera literally shook visibly. And some residents complained that the foundations to their homes were damaged. <laughs> boy, is this kid going to have a story. Police said that the family thought the quarry might have been the safest spot to blow up the material. And they're believed to have had permission from the quarry owners to be there to do it. Police also say the person responsible for purchasing and setting off the explosives 
turned themselves into the police and they're being cooperative with the investigation. Uh, police are also considering whether or not they should file charges. They say their investigation is ongoing, but nevertheless, I guess if you probably have some alternative ideas for your next gender reveal party, I would suggest that you would go to a store that might help you make one that your guests will never forget. Are you looking to throw a gender reveal party that's so surprising it's explosive? Get everything you need from the Gender Reveal Military Surplus Outlet. Add a bang to make all your guests tremble with an M1 Abrams tank that will leave your house in a baby blue rubble or ashes so pink they look like blood. Try our colored tear gas. The whole party will be crying no matter what the gender is. What was the gender? I didn't see it. I can't see anything. Don't forget our musket. It's a 50-50 chance it's a boy or girl. It's a 50-50 chance the musket will misfire. You can't spell infantry weapons without infant, so it's more than acceptable to use our flamethrower to melt away the icing on the cake, concealing your baby sex. So for bayonets and bassinets, get everything you need and more at the Gender Reveal Military Surplus Outlet. Keep merchandise away from children, especially babies. Well, here's a random, if not judgmental, psychological phenomenon, or, well, maybe it'll be one that you may want to think about before you wear a shirt with a giant Nike swoosh or a big polo horse on it, or maybe your high school or college mascot or something. There's a, a study, <laughs> yeah, people actually have done a study on this, coming out of the University of Michigan. It found that, um, well, we all automatically make a few assumptions about men who wear shirts with big logos. Do you, do you know what we assume, folks? Well, this is, this is what the uh, university students are studying, assumptions. How do you like that? You know what they say about assumptions. When you assume, you know what happens. But nevertheless, this is what they found. They found that men who wear shirts with big logos like to get it on with more people and they're harder to trust and they're even less reliable plus they're really not relationship material well i i can honestly promise you i've never thought that but then again i don't know i don't really have that many shirts with large logos well there might be one or two that's got a really big red wolf on the back of it from arkansas state university well, the researchers think that this is probably because that, well, they're, I guess, uh, these shirts are really loud, make us think of peacocks kind of flashing their feathers around, you know? They're trying to get it on and not settle down. I never thought about it like that, you know, being kind of peacocky. Well, anyways, speaking as somebody who's sort of like in that same category, um, and, and, well, and if this doesn't signal the coming of the apocalypse, I don't know what does, but Joe Exotic says he's willing to work with that witch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol's husband, Howard, by the way, the one who did not disappear under uh, mysterious circumstances, recently said that, uh, well, they would help Joe get out of prison if he would support the Big Cat Public Safety Act and that they're trying to get that, of course, passed into law. You know, you remember Joe 
begged then President uh, Trump to pardon him, which, as you know, never happened. But believe it or not, this little deal from Howard and Carol, uh, we're finding that Joe was actually on board with this thing. Carol and Howard Baskin said that they would vow to help me get a pardon if I would support the Big Cat Safety Act. It is time for Carol and Howard to put up or shut the hell up because I'm accepting their offer. The Big Cat Safety Act, the way it's written, is not going to help anybody except Peter and Carol Baskin. So, other than that, they need to stay the hell out of the news with all their crap just to get their name in the paper. Because I just called their bluff. Listen, if I live through this because my health is deteriorating by the day, we're going to turn this into something good. Reach for comment, Carol Baskin says, I think he'd say anything, but not actually do it. She added that Joe would have to, quote, work with authorities to bring all of his buddies to justice and work with legislators to end cub handling before she would support his release. Well, at least it might give us another season of Tiger King in case we have another lockdown. I don't know. We'll see. Well, here's a guy, and I'll tell you, if he would have just been able to wait until he could get home to watch his porn, I'd never have to tell you this story. But there's a lesson to be learned here for future criminals that listen to this podcast. There's a 22-year-old guy named Jonathan Ruiz. He is from Orange, California. A few years ago, he breaks into this house where three female college students were living. And, of course, like most burglars do, they help themselves to some snacks. But then they went through their underwear drawers. And then they sat down on one of their laptops to watch a little porn. Yeah, you know, if you're going to break into a house, eh, why not, you know, make it worthwhile? So, by the way, he didn't even steal the laptop. So, when the cops were coming out to check out the scene, they found some DNA evidence on the computer from, uh, well, not fingerprints. You know, when the guy's porn watching reached its natural conclusion... Jonathan's DNA was already in the system, by the way, after he was convicted for vandalism at his high school back in 2017. That was convenient. And recently, he also pled guilty to felony burglary and vandalism. So the guy gets sentenced to six years and eight months in prison, where I'm sure there's a lot of other DNA that's being spread around. (laughs) Good Lord. Really? Didn't his mother teach him how to clean up after himself as a kid? Anyway, well, if you thought that was disgusting, here's something that if you love pickles, and I do, this is just disgusting. This is a, a violation of pickles, frankly. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers uncovered $4.3 million worth of methamphetamine earlier in a tractor trailer hauling fresh cucumber pickles, according to officials. Pickles! Yeah. The drugs, uh, which the CPB South Texas described as on Twitter as uh, funky pickles, were found hiding among the pickles in 114 plastic wrap packages, according to the officials. The long-distance hauler, by the way, contained 217 total pounds 
of Funky Pickles. I guess this explains why uh, Big Macs are so addictive. I don't know. I hope you're all really fully grasping how crazy this is, okay? Seriously. It is, though, a pretty big deal. Hey! Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook, or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. Well, there's been plenty of activity going on this week, and so... Let's get started in our insane week in review. A new poll shows Matthew McConaughey is more popular of a candidate for Texas governor than the current Texas governor, Greg Abbott. More proof that people will do anything to get him to stop making movies. A new viral video shows an angry animal headbutting a sheep herding drone. That's terrible. I hope Anderson Cooper is okay. The U.S. State Department said it's uh, going to up its do-not-travel advisory to about 80% of countries worldwide due to COVID-19. That's right. Uh, President Biden doesn't want us traveling to any foreign countries. You know, like the southern border. State Department strongly recommends U.S. citizens reconsider travel abroad. The agency said that in a statement. I, I don't think they have to worry. Right now, most Americans won't even get off their couch to watch to walk to the fridge. And George Floyd's brother says that President Biden called his family to tell them that he was praying for them. He also thinks Kamala Harris called too, but he really can't be so sure because all he heard was someone laughing the entire phone call. A new study conducted by researchers with the Psychological Society says that just 15 minutes of high-intensity exercise improves heart function, and you can do these exercises at home, which is good news for most of us who quit going to our gym 15 minutes after signing up. These researchers say that high-intensity interval training, known as HIIT, is just another exercise fad, really. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm sure people will keep doing this uh, the same way they kept doing those eight-minute abs or if you uh, watched There's Something About Mary, uh, Seven Minute Abs. Well, I don't have to worry about that. <sighs> I don't have any abs. Well, I mean, not six-pack abs. I've got the 
two-liter ab. The Maine legislature is considering a proposal to legalize Viking-style funerals, of which you heard uh, Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, talk about it in a previous podcast. The uh, funerals, though, will not be open to the public. But you can still watch Viking funerals, though, twice a year when they play the Packers. China has launched an app for citizens to report anyone who has, quote, mistaken opinions. <laughs> wow. I can't believe China is just getting Twitter right now. Well, specifically this app, it'll allow citizens to more or less report others who criticize the ruling Chinese Communist Party or question its account of history online, you see. Frankly, I think it just sounds more like one of those Facebook fact checkers to me. NBC is developing a new unscripted adaptation of that classic board game, Guess Who? I don't know what genius come up with this idea, but I can certainly think of, well, I, I, I can probably guess who is getting fired after the thing flops. Guess who? Kind of sounds like it could be about President Biden trying to remember who his vice president is. Willie Nelson is asking the president, you remember this? He was asking President Biden to recognize 420 as a national marijuana holiday. Uh, the amount of people backing Willie up there for that uh, move was pretty high, uh, almost as high as Willie. President Biden definitely doesn't need a marijuana holiday, frankly. He forgets where he puts things without smoking weed. Of course, Willie fans totally support this because they all smoke. Yeah. At, at a Willie Nelson concert, people don't hold up lighters. They hold up bags of Funyuns. And I love this story. Ted Nugent says he's never been so sick in his life as he was after testing positive for COVID-19. Now this, after he ranted and ranted about the fact it was all fake, now he got sick and he's never been so sick in his life. I think it was actually even worse than having that cat scratch fever. Corona denier, I won't wear a mask I'll never take a vaccine And I've said I don't understand why we didn't shut down For COVID's 1 through 18 Now I've got a fake fever A fake fever I don't believe I got it, I still think it's a hoax Though my head is real stuffy and sore my body's super achy and shaking with chills Can't taste or smell anymore Cause I've got a fake fever A fake fever I'm sick with a fake fever A fake fever Patrick Mahomes is reportedly recovering ahead of schedule from his uh, turf toe, which is, you know, when a player's toe gets strained because it's repeatedly slammed into the turf. You know, well, meanwhile, the entire New York Jets roster is uh, still suffering greatly from a uh, turf back and took us and head. Former police officer Derek Chauvin 
was placed on suicide watch in a Minnesota prison. Apparently, he's a really big Twins fan. Of course, if you live under a rock, a jury voted to convict Chauvin on three counts of murder. I know that may be a shock to one or two people that hasn't heard, but I guess they still have to count the mail-in ballots, right? Well, there's a new poll that shows Americans approve of the Chauvin guilty verdict, but actually, I think what they approve of is their neighborhood not burning down. And a Utah woman has gone viral after posting a video of herself swimming in a mermaid costume. A little mermaid. Isn't that clear? <clears throat> I didn't know they had mermaids in Utah. I did hear they had a lot of mermen, but they pronounce it Mormon. And Mattel is teaming up with the horror movie studio to produce a movie about the magic eight ball. Oh, yes. If only there was some kind of magic device that could tell them this is a bad idea. According to a report released recently, the U.S. will likely reach a tipping point soon when supply of the COVID-19 vaccine will outpace those willing to receive it. If uh, free Krispy Kremes can't convince these folks, nothing can, okay? I also think there could be some people who just simply don't know where to go. They think that you got to travel to New York or Chicago if you want to get shot. You know, Americans are growing really pretty weary of this of the little prick. Oh, no, not the vaccine. I'm talking about Dr. Fauci. At a virtual climate summit, President Biden announced that the U.S. will aim to cut carbon emissions as by as much as 52 percent by 2030. Of course, in 2030, Biden might actually be a fossil that we get the fuel from, you know. Anyway, Biden's talking about cutting these carbon emissions, but people are a little more concerned about those emissions involuntarily coming out of his backside. The White House changed the name of the vice president's uh, Kamala Harris's husband. He, uh, well, he used to be known as Doug, but now they're referring to him as Douglas Imhoff uh, in an apparent attempt to rebrand him as a more serious guy. <laughs> yeah, with Kamala cackling like a wild hyena every two seconds. It's her husband who we're having a hard time taking seriously. I don't know, the 56-year-old lawyer, known by some for his goofy dad jokes and casual blazers and t-shirt style, underwent the moniker makeover in Biden team press releases before becoming second gentleman. Of course, this guy kind of sounds a little like me after a round of golf on a course with a lot of water. No balls left. Elon Musk admits that a bunch of people will probably die during the SpaceX mission to Mars, but it will be a glorious and amazing experience for voyagers. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know that the Yelp reviews are going to call it a glorious and amazing experience if people are dying on the way. But seriously, I mean, for a guy who's supposed to be a genius... He might be the dumbest salesman in the history of space tourism. Prices are always dropping, but not as much as our rockets. Joe Biden has a 52% approval rating after 100 days in office, which is the third lowest in history. But, well, Joe's not taking it personally because it's not like he's in charge. 
The presidency is basically a iTunes user agreement. You know, when Democrats want something done, they just tell Joe, scroll down to the bottom and click, I agree. Ronald Reagan had a 73% approval rating after 100 days back in 1981, which is like the highest number in history. But, you know, everything was higher in the 1980s because of the cocaine. A new study found that seeing your face in the mirror triggers feelings of pleasure. Of course, not as much as seeing your face in a mirrored ceiling. Seeing yourself in the mirror triggers feelings of pleasure. Yes, unless, of course, you're a big Instagram user, in which case you're kind of jarred by how much worse you look without all them filters. A 40-year-old man wrote a viral essay in the Orlando Sentinel vowing to never go to Disney World again because the park is becoming too woke. Now, I agree that nobody likes those woke makeovers, but look, if you're in your 40s and you're going to Disney World without kids, you've got a bigger problem than wokeness. And to be clear, well, the park is pretty woke. I mean, it's now called Snow White and the Seven Little People. And Space Mountain has been renamed a Safe Space Mountain. But a 40-year-old complaining about Disney World is kind of like a 2-year-old complaining about Jack Daniels. Either way, it's the parents that have failed you. President Biden was to announce that the CDC is updating their guidance for wearing masks. Now, it's not the face diapers that people are really worried about. It's Biden's adult diapers. Yeah, multiple people said that new guidance will pertain to whether vaccinated people should wear masks outdoors. Now, if you're vaccinated and have to wear masks outdoors, then the little prick is worthless. Might as well just rename the vaccine Fauci. Hopefully, though, you won't have to wear them outside anymore. I mean, that would literally bring a whole new meaning to the term sunbathing topless. A new poll is showing Nancy Pelosi's favorability rating has actually dropped to 38%, and that's just among her grandchildren. A new proposal in Florida would allow a student to record their college professor's lectures in order to use the information as evidence of political bias. Now, look, this just seems a bit unnecessary. After all, nobody who goes to school in Florida actually pays attention but seriously, though, kids, kids don't even need to go to school anymore. I mean, after all, you can learn everything they teach at college by just reading the Communist Manifesto. And according to a new report, a new coronavirus that's similar to the one behind the COVID-19 pandemic has been found in bats in the UK, although it's not currently a threat to humans. Now, let's just hope the British never sell these bats at food markets. <laughs> well, normally you'd think they wouldn't, but, you know, the food is so bad there, you never know. The virus, called RHGB01, first discovered by a 22-year-old ecology undergraduate named Ivana Murphy uh, while collecting the bat droppings for her final year dissertation. So I really hope her final paper wasn't a big pile of crap even though that's kind of what the subject matter was about. And uh, if you did not see the Oscars, like, what, 9 million, uh, what, only 9 million people saw it. Maybe you weren't one of them, but the movie Nomadland was the big winner, and the filmmaker, Chloe Zhou, 
became the first Asian woman to win the Best Director Oscar, and uh, then she won a second Oscar as one of the producers when the film took Best Picture. So, kind of a great moment for all 10 people that saw the movie. Okay, as you know, the Oscars ratings tanked again. The bosses need us to make the show more exciting. So think big, because they're really desperate. What if we fed the losing actress to sharks? Sharks won't eat Hollywood stars. They don't like the taste of plastic, and the Botox gets them sick. That could set them back a couple of fins. Somebody needs to close his jaws. Touché. Let's start with the basics. What's something every American has seen? Kim Kardashian's boobs. True, but that's not what I mean. Yeah, this is not the hills to die on. <laughs> I see what you did there. What's the scariest thing about going to the movies? The popcorn prices. You're really trying to butter them up. Can you seriously never talk again in your life? What if we let the viewers accept the awards for the stars? People don't want to hear the stars speak. Let alone the regular people, I've got it. Why? We'll cancel the acceptance speeches, so nobody has to hear these self-important bozos ramble on. It's a true Hollywood ending. You might be the biggest jackass I've ever met. It's an honor just to be nominated. Seriously, though, how many of these Oscar-nominated movies have people really watched? I mean, the only thing lower than the numbers of views for those movies was the ratings for the Oscars themselves. Dum, 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 dum. This genius. I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now this week's genius award. And this week's genius awards are going to people like this: this maskless woman in Texas, who is a Travis County school board candidate, was arrested for assault after allegedly quote forcing her way into a fitting room at a Nordstrom rack store where face coverings are required. Uh, police body camera footage, which shows the woman, uh, Cara Bell is her name, claiming she is a woman of God before being handcuffed. It's gone viral on Twitter. Nordstrom Rack employees called the Sunset Valley Police Department after Bell allegedly refused to wear a mask upon entering the store located near the city of Austin. According to the police report and the witnesses, Bell shoved an employee before forcing her way into a dressing room. And in the video, Bell says... Actually, I don't need to identify myself. It's called common law. You should read up on it. I do not. So we both know that I don't. Hmm. She went on to say, I'm a woman of God. This is my right as much as it is yours. This is my land as much as it is yours. I did not sign up for this. I am a Christian woman of God. Bell was issued a citation for a Class C misdemeanor, which can result in a fine of up to 500 bucks. According to police, uh, she's not allowed to get go back to that store at least for a year. Kind of good, though, she identifies as a woman of God because when she eventually goes to jail, she can join the other inmates in finding Jesus. I mean, it's kind of ironic, though, she got kicked out for not wearing a mask in a fitting room. I mean, usually people go in there to take things off. And then there's uh, this. Of all the things that officers with the Transportation Security Administration find every day at security checkpoints, this has got to be one of the oddest. Earlier, uh, they had the TSA agents at the William P. Hobby Airport in Houston saw what looked like an unusual lump inside a passenger's breakfast burrito as the traveler went through a security screening. Well, it was more than unusual. <clears throat> it was crystal meth. 
Yep. According to the TSA, due to the unusual nature and size of the lump, officers requested an additional inspection of the food item. And once the wrapper was opened, the transportation security officer noted something rather dark and unusual in the middle of the burrito because the food item didn't quite match the description provided by the traveler a supervisory TSO was asked to assist, and, well, she decided to run the breakfast burrito through the x-ray machine. Houston police were also involved and ended up confiscating the illegal substance. <laughs> Tell you, this man definitely has achieved the seemingly impossible. That's right, folks. He somehow created a burrito even more dangerous to your body than the ones at Taco Bell. Of course, I'm glad that uh, this isn't a story about someone trying to sneak an explosive into the airport. Although, after eating a meth burrito, I'm definitely pretty sure you're going to drop a bomb in the bathroom. Or how about this? A Florida nurse performed a butt injection on a patient while waiting for her virtual court hearing to start. Miami Herald reporter David Oval tweets a picture of a man getting a butt injection from a female nurse during the Zoom court hearing. Miami Zoom Court. We've reached peak 305. Someone appears to be getting a butt injection while appearing in a virtual hearing. Ovalle wrote in his post referring to Miami's area code. That's uh, 305. It's my understanding that the defendant was actually the nurse or whoever was giving the injection, which actually makes it a gazillion times more bizarre, Ovalle says. The Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office issued the statement. It says, the case was on the court calendar via Zoom for a status hearing, also called a sounding. It seems that during the waiting period prior to the case being brought before the judge, Niruka Aguero was involved in some kind of procedure involving a male receiving an injection in the buttocks, which she appears to have inadvertently broadcast. <laughs> the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office didn't provide any more information on the defendant. <laughs> kind of hard to believe she used Zoom while performing this procedure. It's truly a different type of booty call, you might say. Yeah. You'd never expect to see this in court, though. I mean, after all, you're not supposed to put something in someone else's butt until after you go to jail. What about this? Two Washington, D.C. police cars were totaled after the officers decided it would be fun to drag race each other. An email from the 6D commander Dereya Habibullah reads, quote, Two 60 scout cars were totaled because officers decided instead of fighting crime, patrolling their beats, or engaging the community, they decided to drag race each other on Anacostia Avenue at 5 p.m. in the evening. Sources say the email was sent to command staff following the crash. What does this say to all members of MPD who are passionate about their job and work hard every day to make a difference? This is not fair to any of us, the email goes on to say. D.C. police would not provide the incident report because, well, the department only provides traffic reports through FOIA, see, uh, Freedom of Information. Sources tell Fox 5 TV, though, that the officers involved, by the way, who are new to the department, don't think they're going to be old, I know that, but they started racing each other and they were getting up to as much as 60 miles an hour in the race. Now, 
Habibullah says that she was holding command staff responsible to have discussions about speeding and driving recklessly with officers. And everybody thinks cops don't relate to regular civilians. See? They're reckless drivers just like all the rest of us, you know. Of course, I wonder if they were also doing donuts as opposed to eating donuts. And you got to check this one out. The evidence was as plain as the cocaine on his face. A North Carolina man who cops found with a powdered nose is behind bars on drug possession and other charges following a confrontation. Responding to a property damage call in Lenoir, it's a city about 75 miles of sh- from Charlotte, an officer arrests 30-year-old Jamichael Walton for fleeing on foot as well as pulling away and kicking. After being handcuffed and placed in a squad car, Walton allegedly threatened the arresting officer. When I get out, I'm going to shoot up this car at all, y'all, Walton said. Walton was also hit with a fourth charge, felony possession of cocaine. Police reports and court filings don't indicate whether investigators recovered the cocaine beyond, well, that scene beneath Walton's nasal cavity. Walton is being held in lieu of $12,500 bond on the assorted charges and is scheduled for a district court appearance. Walton's docket sheet includes two other separate pending cases, one for marijuana possession and the other for reckless driving and driving while his license was revoked due, a, due to a prior impaired driving condition. There you go. The guy still has cocaine under his nose in the mugshot. Maybe his illegal his legal defense will be like, I don't use cocaine. I just like the smell of it. Of course, this isn't really something you'd see every day. Usually, it's just women going to the bathroom to powder their nose. And you'll never believe this. There's been a break in the case of the stolen teddy bear. The crime in Coral Gables, Florida, was caught on camera. A thief walks up and swipes the giant teddy bear from the Gramercy Eatery in broad daylight. Every place right now has surveillance cameras, says Gramercy Director of Operations, Carlos Cruz. I was very shocked. It's kind of hard to miss, though, the massive teddy bears that many stop and pose for photos with outside the restaurant located along the 60 block of Miracle Mile in Coral Gables, Florida. Everybody loves teddy bears. Cruz says a surveillance video from the restaurant captured this individual walking up to the outside of the dining area and stealing one of the jumbo teddy bears. After the individual snatches the bear, they can then be seen jumping back into the backseat of an already moving gray SUV that took off westbound. Police police soon announced that uh, the person in the video had been identified, and they say charges are pending and that the bear has also been safely returned to the restaurant. Kind of hard to believe that this guy stole a teddy bear from a restaurant. This poor restaurant owner's got ripped off worse than the parents of the Build-A-Bear place. You know what I mean? The people of Coral Gables really have had enough, frankly. You know, they say the crime in this town is just simply unbearable. I'm sorry you had to hear that. Okay, one more. The Pueblo County or Pueblo, Colorado Police Department says a man was arrested after allegedly trying to take snacks from a downtown hotel, swinging a horseshoe at an employee, damaging property, and trying to microwave a fire extinguisher. 
Pueblo police say they responded to the hotel about 5.35 in the morning. An employee there at the hotel said this man comes in and tries to take some snacks that were sitting out. And after trying to ask the man to first pay for them, the employee said the suspect takes out a horseshoe and starts swinging it at the employee, knocking him in the head. Police said the suspect then threw a piece of rebar at the employee and took off into the hotel, losing his shoes along the way. After that, police said the suspect pulled a fire, fire alarm and ended up in the kitchen, where then he did some property damage and then tried to microwave a fire extinguisher. Police said... Other officers by that point had arrived to assist with the situation. The suspect was located after he allegedly broke a glass door. Now, the suspect hadn't been identified yet, but he was taken into custody and now faces multiple charges. But based on his activities, it's pretty obvious that this guy was under the influence of something strong. Uh, the story probably should have been filed under the current social media trend. Tell me you're drunk without telling me you're drunk. It kind of sounds like he had the munchies, really, you know. But people usually don't put a fire extinguisher in the microwave. I mean, they just use the fire sauce on their Taco Bell. Well, anyway, if you've ever thought you may have done something stupid, I can promise you listening to this podcast should improve your attitude. So share this with somebody feeling the same way. And also watch for our midweek bonus episode like this that features more stupidity like the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards that you just heard for the brilliant stupidity. And, of course, stupidity is addicting. Uh, you can also click that subscribe button and get your stupid fix, as always, and then have an, uh, an episode delivered every time that's published. And don't forget to listen to the weekend uh, podcast episodes featuring my uh, insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerro, too. And when you review the podcast, make sure you give it five stars and Give a, a nice review of the podcast, especially if you're doing it on Apple Podcasts. Even if you have to, you know, lie a little, it might actually draw in more folks who will listen. So let me just conclude now on this passing thought. Smoking will kill you. Bacon will kill you. But smoking bacon will cure it. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulsar Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, 
Available today for iOS and Android. And it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.